2: I mean, what do you expect? It's just so many things. That's what you get with wet balls. Wet balls are bad. For some things. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show. With your host, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. A Friday Fives edition It's getting really freaking strange. It's just just, everything is close, and it seemingly never ends well. With 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 a you know the occasional like, the occasional like here you go, here's here's a little bit of a a gift. You guys have been suffering for the last week. Here here's something, and even those are just like. Your it's gift just isn't a little, good enough. It's just your, a little carrot, Scott,
1: Your gift isn't good enough. Dang. You're
2: re-gifting the same shit to us over and over and over again. This team has been dangling a carrot in front of our eyes pretty much the whole season. And, yes, put out a graphic uh, at some point this week, uh, you know, titled Roller Coaster Season. And the records are just insane. They went 5-10 and 10, and then 23-9. and nine, and then five and 13 and then seven and two and then one and seven and then 35 and 11 that's when we thought the season had finally actually turned around because that's a significant sample size that they went 35 and 11 and then they Well, usually up. good teams win 13 games in a row that's why also usually good teams are win 13 games in a row right it culminated with the 13 game win streak and then what have they done since well they're they're well, they were four and twelve as of this graphic, and now I believe they are five and thirteen since this graphic aired. It's just, it's the carrot. It's like, oh yeah, we'll play well for four games, and then we're gonna get swept by Toronto. Oh yeah, we'll win thirteen in a row, and then we're gonna go on a losing streak. Oh yeah, we, we will lose a series to Baltimore, and then we will be one Brett Gardner bloop single away from losing another series to Baltimore. Uh, or, or you could you could phrase it in a way one, uh, one catch of a bloop single away from losing two of three because we could talk, we'll talk about we this will. later, but we will. there are so, so many people on Twitter. After I tweeted something from Bronx pinstripes, I said something about, Oh, P.S. Klaber was damn lucky for that, for that, uh, for that, uh, oh, yeah. that ball falling. And the amount of people that were like, Oh, great base running. The read was phenomenal. <laughs> give credit where credit, even, even rich, rich even tweeted out, give credit where credit is due. Come on guys. Like, <laughs> This man looked back three times, you know, before he even got to third base. Uh, he didn't so even lost. look. He just ran. He's he so just lost. ran. He's completely I don't think he knew. lost I don't on think the it, baseball field. I know Michael Kay talked about, like, maybe he didn't know the, uh, the, the uh, how many outs there were. I don't think that's actually true. I just think he's that bad of a base runner where he <laughs> just took off. Okay? There was no read. Yeah. There's it's no, not, there's no thinking. Not, I would give credit where credit is due. If there's credit due, there was no credit due. He got lucky as shit. He almost cost him the game. If that ball is caught, he's doubled up and the game's over. Right. If it is Brett Gardner or Aaron Judge who makes that play, we're like, you know what? Heads up, base running. They made a judgment call and they were right. Well, when someone, tweeted at, us Torres, that, someone no. tweeted at us that, you, that we would say that, that, that if that were Judge or somebody else, we would be like, heads up, baseball. Yeah, because those are but, heads up players. Let me tell you something, though. In that particular play, those guys wouldn't be doing that. That's <laughs> sure, the thing. They, gone they wouldn't be doing that. There, there there's the rub. There's the rub. You're right because we wouldn't say that because they wouldn't be doing that. They would wait to make damn sure of that ball and they wouldn't round third. The Yankees don't score that run when a ba- when a good base runner's on the base pass. They got so, lucky. That that has to be that has to be known. Sometimes sometimes mistakes work out for you. A lot of times the mistakes don't work out for you. It's like, no, 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 yes, that's fine. It worked out great. We can celebrate that it worked. Just because you hit in blackjack when you already have 18 and the dealer's showing 16 does not mean it was a smart move just because you get a three, okay? It's funny you bring that up because when we were going through the, the Friday fives, five look backs, five look aheads, I'm in my head thinking, you know what? This, we just yes we can do this we can look ahead we can look back we can do these five things which we have but at the end of the day at this point on on September 17th when we are closing out a 20 game uh, consecutive game um, sh- it's not a streak what's it called just a, a consecutive game final game schedule of the schedule batch that they had that but then they have Cleveland and they have Texas and then they go through the gauntlet at the end. This is gambling. That's what this is. This is all gambling because it's either the Yankees are going to show up on a given day and hit the ball really hard and score a bunch of runs, and they might win the game. When have they or not. done that? Hold on. When have they done that? I'm just saying. It's just it, it's gambling. They did it during a 13-game winning streak. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So fine. They were hot. If the plan, they were hot. If the plan is... Stumble your way into the wild card game and hope that you go on one of those 11 and 3 stretches and not 3 and 11 stretches, then fine. Great. Great plan. No, no, no. You can't stumble into the wild card game unless you do that. So you wouldn't be actually. They can't stumble into the wild card game. They can't. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because they, they did win two out of. They, they won three out of four games this week. If you start with the Monday game against Minnesota to Thursday's game, they won three out of four and they lost ground. Wait, they lost two to Baltimore. I'm sorry, they won two to Baltimore. My bad, never mind. I, in my head, I just think I'm thinking. It feels they like they a lost. loss. They, <laughs> they, they won really three lost. out of four. I think I just talked myself you, into that bloop being caught and double. It's up. like your it's like your brain just glitched. Like you lo- you were looking at me like I, I was looking. Like started to like what do you like I started to sprout another fucking eyeball out of my yeah. forehead. I was, I was like, was like, like you're on? a moron. You can't count. They lost two of three to Baltimore. What's wrong with you? It feels like they lost two out of three. I definitely just talked myself into the fact that that. And gone. they they beat Minnesota, and they are they, when they started this week, they were tied for a wild card spot, and now they are. Out of a wild card spot. So they somehow lost ground this week, even though they won three out of four games. So you are right. They cannot stumble their way into the wild card. You have to actively win games. We said at the end of last podcast, you need to sweep Baltimore. Then you need to take five out of six games against Cleveland and Texas because the games against Boston, the games against Toronto, the games against Tampa are not going to be easy. And that's not what they've done so far. And they're probably not going to win five out of six against Cleveland and Texas because they're not a good baseball team. So... It really just depends on on that day if if uh, you know if the cards are right if you hit and 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 the dealer busts like basically the dealer has to bust a number of times as well for that to happen too because and, and we're gonna talk about what the pitching staff looks like and 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 the, let's the just things throw, out fri- throw let's out fri- Friday Frives like I don't I I need to let's say just... something before we start this I'm sorry I. I I know a lot of Yankees fans are Giants fans, and I feel for you, I do, because the Giants feel like they're doing very similar things to the Yankees, as the Yankees, and that's, <laughs> and that's just, un, it's unfortunate, I'm a Jets fan, as I've made well known, but I've never had anything against the Giants, I've always, thought I've always pulled for the Giants, I've never had, like, for whatever reason, that, that, that's never been a rivalry for me, um, so, I, I feel for you, but I will say this, I am, I am, I'm rocking my ODU uh, OG shirt right now, Old Dominion University for my guy, Taylor Heineke, And I'm sorry he beat you last night, but he is the every man, every single person in this world should be rooting for this guy. He is, uh, he's so much fun to watch. I got the, I had the the pleasure and the privilege to watch him in college. And it was a lot of fun uh, with a new program. And he took a, a program from zero to on the map and they have been dog shit ever since he left. Um, but he's just fun to watch, man. The kid's always had the moxie. He's always got it. He never had the, the real like arm for the for the uh, NFL. But he's just he's got that he's got that it factor. So I'm happy to see him do well. That's it. I, I tweeted that he was elite last night. I was I was you know being a little facetious here, but he's my guy. So I'm happy for him. Oh yeah, it's uh, I most there's a you know if if you're a Yankees fan, you're like you said, you're likely a Giants fan, and you're probably a Knicks fan because pretty much everyone in New York City is a Knicks fan and for a while it was like well the yankees at least are on the right track the giants who the hell knows and the Knicks are a disaster and it's there's like a lot of jersey a... Nick, J- J- yankees fan that grew up as nets fans as well so there's a lot of nets fans okay still. but but whatever it is it's like well the yankees have just completely smashed all hopes and dreams that we thought this team was going to be going to win multiple championships but one thing i want to mention so in you you we'll talk talk about glaber in a second but thursday's meltdown the ninth inning with Holmes. I mean, I know the bullpen is completely shot. Chapman had to pitch three days in a row, and he actually looked better than he has in a long time. He looked really ironic. good. He, he looked really good. It's ironic. It was one of the cleanest just, innings he's had in a long yeah, time. They were they avoid like the plague pitching relievers three days in a row, and then they finally had to do it. And oh, what do you know? He had like a nine pitch inning with with no no scaries. It's baseball so Clay, season. Clay Holmes is is pitching and it had been basically downpouring from the fourth inning through like the seventh inning. So the, the field was terrible. The balls were probably wet as we talked about at the top and he's, th- he's wild, but Gary Sanchez just can't catch the ball. He's airmail, but he's airmailing sinkers as well. I know that, but the one that Gary Sanchez caught up and in thought it was in his glove, which allowed the runner to advance from first to second, that ball you just need to catch. Okay. That's just, You need to catch that ball. And at the very least, you can't pause for two seconds and think you caught the ball when you didn't catch the ball. So that's the first thing that allowed the runner to advance, which eventually allowed him to score. The wild pitch to score the runner from third is definitely a wild pitch. But at the same time, you called a fastball. Be ready for the fastball. His reaction time, Gary's, to that was as if he called a curveball and then got a fastball. That's not what happened. He didn't get crossed up. Yeah, that's a ball he, that I, I'm not saying he absolutely should have caught. It's a ball that a good catcher. You don't even have to be a great catcher. A good catcher catches. I, I guess I'm not. It was a terrible pitch. It was a terrible pitch. Of he's, setting it up, was. he's setting up. He's uh, setting up. What low and inside? Was he setting up low and inside? He was setting up down in the zone, and the ball. Was not only not only up and away, but it was like rising out of the way too. It's like it just slipped out of his fingers, and it was just like it, it was gone. So I'm not putting a ton on on Gary there. I look, I, I will shit on Gary anytime you want me to. I, I, I on his defense with no problems, but a lot of that was on Clay Holmes, and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that he couldn't grip the ball, and it was just an unfortunate situation. And, uh, and yeah, you you could feel it coming. You could feel it coming, and it's uh, it was shitty because. The next pitch, strike, that's it, done. And then in the 10th inning, Baltimore is telling the Yankees, we're going to bunt the ghost runner over to third base. Rizzo's basically playing on top of home plate. He's like 45 feet from home plate. And the Yankees still cannot do anything. Well, because they they bunted it down the third baseline because Urshela was holding at third. I don't quite understand that play. So if there's a runner on second, no runner on first, no force at third. You're playing for the tag at third base? That's what you're playing for? Or are you playing for the out at first base? No. you. Of course they're going to bunt to third base. That's the only play in that situation. I understand when that, but on the defensive side, Urshela stayed home. He was told to stay home. So that the pitcher could come off the mound and field the ball at the third base. Yeah, and, you're playing for the ta- you're playing for the tag play. Yes. You're playing for the tag. But, that's, but that's not you're a play. playing. That, that means someone's got to spin and turn and throw and tag. That's a lot the of play though. That's why about. it's difficult. But the defense. That's the play. That's the only bunt the offense can make, and that's when the first baseman is playing on top of home plate, and that is the play that the defense is is playing for. And yes, the guy executed the bunt perfectly, but it's just like. When's the last time the Yankees executed a bunt perfectly? First of all, and it's like, okay, we know exactly what's happening, and the Yankees still cannot stop it. It's like they, of course, they cannot stop it. The the Orioles who you're are at 99 losses. Hold on, you're you're saying that they can't stop it, but in this in the in the way that the defense was laid out in that particular play, it was executed to perfection. You cannot stop that play. The third baseman is staying home. The ball was was bunted past the pitcher. Pitcher does not field that ball because it's beyond him. Rizzo has no play. He's not there. The bunt was perfect. If that, I know if that, it was perfect. Given throw, the exe- given harder the harder pitch to of the defensive bunt. Play. I don't know. You know he's bunting. You did the spin move to show that he was bunting. Throw a pitch at his neck. I don't know. Don't throw a pitch down the middle and allow him to bunt it right down the third baseline. Okay, but the, the bunt, the again, given the defensive uh, setup, the bunt was executed to perfection. Yeah, so it there's was. There's not so much it's just you can frustrate. do I guess I'm just frustrated because the, the team that has 99 losses out-fundamentaled and out-executed the Yankees. Yeah, it was a good bunt. <laughs> and then would you have played the infield back with one out and bases loaded for a double play? Not that that ground ball chopper would have been a double play anyway, but they had the infield in so that ball leaked through. But it's like do you play the second baseman and the shortstop back to try and I'd get the double play? I probably play the corners in and and the yeah. middle. I wouldn't even I don't think I it played them. It wouldn't have mattered. It would they would only back got one out. I don't play them back, but I play them just straight up. It wouldn't have mattered. That would not have been a double play ball. It was hit too softly, but whatever. It's just Corners, again, would have been in any way. It, right? It's just this team has no – they have no chance. They have no chance. And and it, it's also – like, they're lucky to have won the, the Wednesday game when uh, Gardner gets the bloop single. We talked about Glaber's base running. Great at-bat what, by Gardier, though. Great at-bat by Gardy. It was. It was. But, like, why were they in that situation? Oh, because – Gleyber Torres made a boneheaded play in the field When he knocks down a line drive Could have had the runner out at second base by a freaking mile And just ignores him and throws it to first base It's like immediately Kay and Singleton are like I have no clue what, what Glaber Torres was doing Aaron Boone he didn't wasn't know what thinking. he was doing we, and, and after the game Gleyber Torres wasn't made available to the media So we have no clue He just forgets situational baseball And then just makes stupid mistakes Why is he on the field in the 8th inning of a one run game? He needs no to come idea. off the field yes. in the eighth inning of a one or two or a three run game. You cannot let Glaber Torres's awful defense and awful situational awareness beat you. You're right. There's no excuse for him being out there. Boone, Boone was waiting for Tyler Wade to be able to pinch run. Right, because he knew they would blow it and then they'd have to pinch run. But if you just put Tyler Wade in the game, it wouldn't have mattered. They wouldn't have needed that extra run. Well, that's you know he's next level. He's he's, he's playing chess he's while everyone else next is playing baseball. Level. Yep. It's, you know, no, I mean, Glaber, the the fundamentals, the simple things that you're, that you are taught as a, as a child, even the dads that are coaching T-ball that have no idea what they're doing. And they're just out there because they need a volunteer. They understand that the things that you tell these kids are react. Don't think react. Don't think know where you're going before the play happens. This is, this is something that is drilled into your brain from the second you pick up a glove and the second you pick up a baseball. And for whatever reason, Glaber Torres cannot do that. And you know, I I don't know why we have to continue to talk about him. Oh, I do know why. It's cuz Boone keeps putting him in the game and he's in situations where he can hurt us. That's why. Because yeah, Boone's an idiot. He shouldn't even be starting, never mind playing in late innings. Just don't start him anymore. He's not worth it. It's not worth it this year. And another thing don't do. Stop pitching Chad Green in close games late.
1: Three I, there's games no one in a row.
2: There's no one else to throw. I get that. Like, there's nobody. There's, you can throw else. somebody else, I guess. Anyone but, else. But but here's the problem. Every game is close. Every game is close. So okay. at some point, this this guy is going to have to get in there and give up his home run. <laughs> the last three appearances, he has allowed a game-tying or go-ahead home run. It seems the like last every three single time appearances. he pitches. Well, it's been the last three, and he's allowed 14 home runs this year. 14 as a relief pitcher. Not as just a relief pitcher. As a late-inning relief pitcher, a guy that's supposed to close the game out or hold the game to the closer. That's his role. That's the guy. And he is just giving up bombs left and right. Were there whistles? Did you hear any whistles before <laughs> no, that home run? run? No? I, I, it's and, and I understand that if Gleyber Torres just makes the right play it wouldn't have he wouldn't have given up the home run but it's three consecutive appearances he's allowed a game tying or a go ahead home run and 14 home runs on the season the dude just sucks i i got no words for for what chad green has become i got no words for what chad green has become uh un- unpitchable that's what he's become that's a word for it uh, fifth inning sixth inning <laughs> You say maybe who, maybe, you say maybe they who need else. to convert him back to a starting pitcher. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I, I got a DM from Jason. He's uh, he's he's been a listener for a while, and he submits mailbag questions. and And he said, it, he's thinking about how Girardi used to use Chad Green. He said, "Oh, Girardi used to use him for two in, multiple two innings, multiple innings days and, off, and then two multiple innings, days off. Days yeah. off. Two they innings, haven't days done off. that since 2017. So I understand that we've talked about that before. Yes, that's when Chad Green was at his best. That's also when Chad Green." Was new basically new in the league. No one had seen him, so so that could have also been why he was so effective. But they haven't used him that way for the past four seasons. So let's right. stop thinking they're gonna start using him that way again. No, I mean people evolve as as uh, players and as pitchers, and teams change. So you 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 they get melded into new roles. It happens with everybody, except for closers. Sometimes they get moved into closer roles. He is not the closer type. We have established that. Right, I want to talk about the basically the only two reliable starting pitchers that the Yankees have, Garrett Cole and Jordan Montgomery. First Garrett Cole, he returned, quote from his injury. Uh, he threw 108 pitches and in five innings, allowing seven base runners. He didn't look sharp. Do you feel like Garrett Cole has had a Cy Young season because he is in the the fight it's him and Robbie Ray for who's going to win the American League Cy Young? I mean, dude, nothing you can't you can't look at this team and and go, go through what we all have gone through this year and and put any accolades on anybody to, to be honest. Like it doesn't well, feel it doesn't feel like a Cy Young year. It doesn't feel like an MVP year for anybody. It doesn't feel that way because the team is so unbelievably frustrating it doesn't feel that way the roller coaster get takes those emotions away almost so when you look at what Garrett Cole has been yeah in moments he felt like that guy he stopped a lot of times he's also not shown up in sometimes, and what he's been hurt and we see you know COVID COVID and like it's just hard to t- for stuff. me to say that it feels sticky stuff exactly it's it's hard for me to say that he feels like that guy. The first half before that, before in June, before sticky stuff, through July, through the, through June. Hell yeah. He was dominated. I agree. But so I think he's got a good chance to win the Siam. He's got he, a good chance to win it. Yeah. He leads the American league in wins. So if you're an old school voter, he's got the American league title and wins. He leads in complete games, which is, I don't know, something people might like. And he leads in FIP. So he leads in an advanced metric as well. So he kind of checks all the boxes for, for all the, all the voters, but then I look at like I kind of dive into his season before sticky stuff. Two runs was the most he would allowed in any start. Two and he runs. walked nobody. No, but like no, but like he didn't allow more than two runs in a game before yes. the sticky stuff. Then sticky stuff happened. He allowed five or more runs in a game four different times. Okay, well, when you when so you he's had. Sc- but when you look at what his control was in the first half, it shows you, like, to me, that's one of the biggest tells on why he was so goddamn good. He, once once Garrett Cole is out of the zone and, and he's not peppering the zone and consistently throwing the ball wherever the hell he wants to, he becomes kind of a different guy and you have a different ap- approach as a batter. When he's all over the plate, like, you got to do something and you probably got to do something early in the count or you're screwed. So he had that going, and and everybody who's stepping up understood that they had a very, very limited amount of time to do anything against Garrett Cole. Once he started being more erratic, the walk started coming, he started you know, uh, pitching outside the zone. It was a different approach for for the offense as well. Yeah, and um, he had the complete game against Houston. Unbelievable game. Nails. Maybe, maybe my favorite game of the year, if I'm thinking about it. And then he had the 15 strikeout performance to – What we thought was to end a little bit of a losing streak against Anaheim, which they just continued on that losing streak. But at the time, we thought that was a huge start. So he's had big moments. He had two months of being absolutely dominant, but then he also in three starts against Boston has a five ERA and in four starts against Toronto has a five ERA to the two teams you're battling for the wild card, he's pitched terribly against. So I don't feel like this has been a Cy Young season, even though there's a really good chance he's going to win the Cy Young this year. It's ironic because the year that he didn't win it, he should have won it. And that felt like a Cy Young season uh, when uh, when Verlander won. And yeah, you're right. I mean, again, it, it just it feels different though as a, because of the way that the team is going as well. I mean, you look at what Judge is doing he's putting up MVP type number. Do you go across He'll the finish top five? He'll finish top five. Yeah, like MVP. Vlad's up there. Like no doubt. Uh, he's probably, he's higher. And, and then of course Otani, Otani. for what he's doing, he's going to win it. But, uh, but yeah, judge is up there. I mean, like he's had that type of season and, and guess what? He's been healthy. Like, yeah, he's been, so he's been great. They, they, to to two X factors we thought at the beginning of the year judge and Stanton's health the Yankees have actually managed to pretty much keep on the field and this team has still been a dumpster fan. I will say this I I um outfielder Stanton is just so much of a better feeling for me and yeah I, like I, I he contributes I, I don't have that that like oh God feeling ever about him when he's in the field even when he's struggling it's he's still out there like he's part of the team he's he's doing things he's you know he's not just like being hidden in the tunnel and uh i like that guy i like that guy a lot that's the guy that we were supposed to be getting so i hope this that, continues really, that's like, the guy we actually should. had in 2018 he played like 60 or forget how many games he played in the outfield in 2018 but it was a significant amount and that's what he should be doing for the next few years until he's truly just a dh he's not just a dh right now i think he's proven that this year yeah and his numbers i even even when he's not playing in the field they end up around the same place at the end of the year anyway but there's a there's a feeling i'm talking about the eye test because it's not a dream it's not like uh he he doesn't feel like a burden on the roster when he plays the outfield Jordan Montgomery has actually had a sneaky good season. He's just had no run support. So Wasn't that one just... of my bold predictions? It was. Yeah, nice job. You're going to give you. me credit for the for saying that the bullpen was going to be bad this year? Um no, because for the most of the, of the year they were good and they've Most they were... of the year for for the first half it was good. The second half has been an absolute trash bag fire. They've also been dead to the world. They haven't been on the field. So it's a different. I mean, you're you're like you're trying to get credit for a minor league squad or like a bunch of waiver wire people. I but I said Brian Cashman's moves are not going to work out for him, and they didn't. Justin Wilson didn't work out. Darren O'Day didn't work out. So no, they didn't. I just gave you credit. You can't give me credit. Like wh- I'm sorry that about? Just, just because you gave me credit doesn't mean I have to give you credit back. Well, I think Wandi i Peralta's kind of working out. I think my prediction was pretty much true just like your prediction was per- pretty much true that's fine you can think that i don't think that i think mine was better and Judge is uh, having an mvp year as i said mine was bolder keep going jordan, jordan Montgomery has a 3.63 era he pitched really good on thursday He's a season high in strikeouts um but again like no, no no run support for the guy um he for statcast he ranks favorably in average exit velocity, which is good, hard hit percentage, chase rate, whiff percentage, barrel percentage, K percentage. Um, You know, he ranks below in some things, but some things that aren't necessarily important, like fastball velocity. Like, you don't have to have top echelon fastball velocity to be effective. No, you don't. I mean, that's, in fact, you're changing things up if you don't. Yeah. Uh, expected ERA, expected weighted on base average, expected slugging percentage—all those are, you know, about middle of the pack. But I mean, the overall point is, no one ever thought Jordan Montgomery was going to be a number one pitcher. We thought he could be a quality middle of the rotation guy, and that's what he has been this year. I've always thought Montgomery has like two upside, but he's he's a really solid three, and that's that's where I had him pegged. And yeah, that's 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 kind of what he is. He's he's the guy that is in the middle of the week that's going to give you some 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 length you you feel like you're you know have an opportunity to win the game um and yeah i think he's progressed that's the the other thing from last year looking at when he came back you know i wasn't worried about the performance necessarily or the results not the performance the results uh and then the box score for him because he was just working himself back this was a big year for him after you know coming back from surgery already getting your feet wet like now was the time for him to, uh, to to start taking steps forward and i think he's progressed well so i'm looking forward to jordan montgomery moving forward as well i think he's he's uh, going to be a solid a solid piece of this rotation for for a while
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
1: Support your journey to wellness at b i o p t i m i z e r s dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
2: All right, I guess we can call that takeaways. And for a look ahead, I don't know that we have five. We kind of threw out the Friday fives format this week, but let's just talk about. I mean, there are some injury updates and some some guys that might be coming back to help this. This pitching staff, mostly in the bullpen. Domingo Herman, Jonathan Lewizica, Luis Severino could all and uh Jamison Tyon actually could all come back f- within the last two weeks of the season, and they were all likely be bullpen options. Obviously, um Lewizica was always a bullpen option, but Severino, because of his setbacks, is only a bullpen option. Herman Boone said he could be activated this weekend, but limited to like 40, 45 pitches. So that's a bullpen option or at the very most an opener. And Jamison Tyon still has not, uh, I don't believe according to Meredith, still doesn't have an actual timeline for return. So you don't have a timeline for return. It's September 17th. You're not going to work your way back to being a starting pitcher at that point. No, but again, I... We discussed this. I I feel last week or the week before, whenever it was. It doesn't matter. No. If you're a starting pitcher, if you're a relief pitcher, you're just you're a pitcher, and they're going to get through a game as they need to get through a game. I think the biggest thing. Well, first of all, Loaiza is starting to throw today, Friday, right? Today is the day. So you know, I don't know how much he needs to get back. He's just starting to throw again today. So even him coming back for the last you know series of the season, I think is. Pushing it, you were the last week of the season is probably pushing it. If he's just starting to ramp up again, depending well, on how long it takes him to get back up. But they they said they shut him down. They said he's no throwing for ten days. It ended up being eleven. It's all about if he feels pain. If if he starts throwing again and feels soreness, he's not coming back. He's screwed. He's probably going to need surgery or something. Yeah. So so this is this was all just give him time to hopefully recover, and then it doesn't matter if Loizaica. I mean, I guess you need you need him as soon as possible because you need to win games. But if he feels any discomfort after throwing, he's he's done. He's screwed. Even so this my is point all is about, he's gotta ramp back up a little bit to get just to to get his you know, the shoulder in, okay, in a good so place. If he, he starts hasn't thrown throwing in, in two weeks. I know. If he throws today, the seventeenth and feels good, I'd say over the next Five to seven days, he, he rehabs, and then he's back for the, the final stretch against he, Boston Toronto. He's not throwing from a mount. He's just throwing. He hasn't thrown he's a He's just ball. a relief pitcher. He just needs to throw one inning. He needs to throw 14 pitches at a time. I understand that, but he also has to execute those 14 pitches. Otherwise, we're talking about you know Andrew at Heaney this point and Chad Green. though you can't you can't slow play it. You have to. You kind of they're going to ramp him up. I get that, but at the same time, they're one. They're not going to risk any injury with with Jonathan Lawiza. Bottom line, they're not. They're not going to risk him coming back too early in a in a relief appearance for a, a freaking toss up uh, season. They're not going to. So I. I don't think they're going to push him along too fast. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm curious to see how long it takes him to ramp up. For me, when I'm looking at these other guys, Domingo Herman coming back on Saturday, uh, potentially this weekend. Saturday feels like the day, right? You have Luis Gil going. uh, Who knows what we're going to get from him. He's been very good. Last time he walked 19 people. So if that's the Uh, case. uh, Last time, that was two starts ago. That was two starts ago. Last time out was the Minnesota got, game where yeah. he gave up two, 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 two run home runs in right. the first inning. Yeah, yeah. So so he's come back to earth a little bit, and we may I expect to see Herman in that game if he's around for the weekend. Like that to me feels like the the right thing. The biggest thing I'm looking forward to right now is is probably Corey Kluber because if the Yankees don't have another viable starting pitcher for this last stretch. They're in really, really, really right. big trouble. What, what does it matter? You can't win a you can't win a playoff series with only two starting play, pitchers. No, no, no. Pitchers I'm not even gonna, and a bad bullpen, dude. We can't talk about playoff series right now. We have to talk about getting through the last two weeks of the season. Well, we you're not going to gonna about, win. These are essentially playoff series, okay? You play fine, a three game series not. against Boston and a three game series against Toronto. You have to win those series if you're going to yes. make the playoffs. Right, and you cannot win those series with two starting pitcher, pitchers and a bad bullpen. Yeah, I, I, that's exactly what I'm saying. My point is, is we can't look to the playoffs yet because we have to get through this last stretch. I'm call, the playoffs hard. have started. Okay, they are in the playoffs. They just played a playoff game against Baltimore last night and they lost because of a wild pitch. the The New York Yankees need Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber in the beginning of this year, we all we all saw what he was for the first couple months, and he was like, you know, reprogramming, getting back, getting back to like level getting back to 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 the 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 norm so that he can start like you know actually being effective. We need Corey Kluber at this point. He's done that for a few starts now. He's like tinkered and and tried things out and tested and he's done all the things that he needs to do. He now needs to start trying and we need to see the the guy that went out there and threw a no-hitter. We need the guy that is out there going 6 7 innings that came out of absolutely nowhere. We're like holy shit. Corey Kluber, is he back? That's the guy that we need. Right now, we need that. Right now, because if we don't have that, the Yankees are in trouble. Did did uh, uh, I agree? Did you see Boone's post game yesterday? No, I have stopped watching Boone's. If you are watching Boone's post games still to this point of the season, I tweeted this a, a week ago. You're a masochist. You have something wrong with you. Stop it. Well, I just watched the the minute clip uh, on the MLB app. Boone spent. Uh, I think it was a minute thirty clip. He spent a minute eighteen of the minute thirty talking about how he was proud of the guys for having good at bats. They just got a little unlucky. When was this? Yesterday. La- yesterday. Uh, okay, whatever. I, I look. I see. I've seen some. I, <gasps> but I'm, it's just I'm, like I obviously come follow on. Twitter and I know what people what he says because I see people complaining about it or I see the, like the tiny little clips of him and. I know he's, that's been, through, he's been throwing guys under the bus recently he's like blaming people he's talking about like he, he I don't even know what to get from him anymore he was asked if Glaber dogging it on a particular play was, uh, was the reason he was got not, pulled was uh, yeah not acceptable or one of the reasons and you know he's being honest in that way but then he goes back out there and plays because there's no accountability on this team after like a short little that, if he thinks that that was accountability that, that was just good managing because his defense <laughs> is trash <laughs> well then why didn't he do it the next night exactly that's that's what i'm saying probably because he was afraid that he hurt his feelings and you can't have a you can't glaber torres we've learned is a baby and if you hurt his feelings he plays even worse glaber torres is about to have a baby he announced that they're they're having uh he He is far too young to have a baby isn't he like 23 years old yeah people have people have kids young people have kids young as somebody who on just the same had track. a baby and is He's also a Major old. League Baseball player. Not that everybody's on the same track. Well, that's in quotes, a Major League Baseball player, in quotes. I think that the, I think you have to move on from Gleyber Torres at this point. That's how bad he's become. I don't know that he will be able to rebound as a New York Yankee because I think he's mentally weak. Just like Clint Frazier's mentally weak. And that's why if things don't go Clint Frazier's way he just completely cowers and i think the same thing for glaber torres so i think it's probably he is probably a lost cause for the yankees i i'm not there yet but because i still because it's 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 really hard for me to not see the talent that exists somewhere deep in the in the soul of a person i had the same problem with michael pineda i had the same problem with uh who else did i have sunny sunny freaking gray i had a freaking problem with that was Valdi. That, that one really hurt me avaldi which was there the whole time you're right that glaber torres has the talent he was not only a top prospect but he hit 38 home runs in the major leagues and was an all-star it's really we hard are, for me to, to give up on those people we are now we are now basically the same sample size of him being bad as we had of him being good can i tell you why also it it it's hard for me to give up on a particular player. And look, this is not me saying it's not the player's fault. It is the player's fault. These are professional athletes. They need to be able to get better. They need to be able to get better. But you know what? They need a leader of men to help them get better as well. They need a leader of men to be in there and to, to be the, 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 the foundational rock that a manager should be and and to to put his guys in positions to succeed and they just haven't had that and i know again i am not i am not giving any pass to any player here but my god have they had a dog shit manager for for now you know the the duration i mean he didn't feel like that in the beginning because i think the talent was there and just like took over but he's exposed he's been exposed and unfortunately, it just it's a it doesn't make a bad situation any better. It makes a bad situation so much worse. And in fact, it actually helps create that bad situation because of the lack of preparation and the mindset that these guys have put it been put in from day one. And it, it just pisses me off. It pisses me off. It's like a kid that has all the talent that has a teacher that doesn't care. The, care. Uh, the owner gave the manager a pass. Everybody gives everybody a pass. Participation ribbons across the board here. Are you at least proud of Boone for pinch running Tyler Wade on Wednesday before a pitch was thrown to the batter? No, because he didn't do anything. Run. But he did. He, he did pinch ran, steal third. He pinched which ran, you know was a Tyler Wade decision, not an Aaron Boone decision. But he pinch ran him before the batter saw a pitch, which I thought was improvement. That's because somebody got in his ear the, the, um, the, the before the previous at-bat was over. That's why. Yeah. All right, that's that's it for today's episode. Uh, weekend series against the Cleveland baseball organization. Not a we'll terrible see. organization. Like they're they're close to five hundred. They, they can <laughs> win games. They have some pitching. They could they have some pop. They could be a problem for especially for a bad pitching baseball team. Dude, the Yankees Orioles. just have to score runs. Like at the end of the day, bottom line, the Yankees have any to put a ton, team, ton of runs up. Any team's a problem for the Yankees. The Orioles, who are, I don't know, like a hundred. It's not the other team, that's a problem. It's the Yankees that are the that's problem. That's why they're they their, their own problem. problem. Yeah. They're their own worst enemy. Okay. Talk to Scorched you earth. That's the way that they get into the playoffs. Scorched earth offense. That's how. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show.